Olala, the podcast is brought to you in association with Expedia. Expedia offers a huge range of deals on all things travel, and there are so many ways you can book trips while saving money. From epic accommodation, flights, activities, experiences and car rental, there is something for everyone. Just download the Expedia app for more inspiration. Hello, I'm Fred Siriex and welcome to my podcast, Olala. Well, some of you might be wondering what it means. What is this podcast about? Well, Olala is a very simple word. And as I said it, I just had a big grin on my face. You know, it happens every time I see or hear it. And what's really interesting to me is that the same happens when others see or hear it. You know, it's like we are all conditioned with the same reaction to the sound of this beautiful, magical word. Let me do it again. Let's try. Oh la la. You see? It works. I think it's because it's kind of naughty, isn't it? And you are all naughty people. That's why you're listening to this podcast. You know, for me, it's like a feel-good sensation you get as you hear it. And the brain just can't help but to react positively to it. We just smile automatically and without even thinking about it. It makes you lie on your feet, makes you feel awake because it is pure pleasure and goodness. You know, for all of us, life can be so hard, so unpredictable, and we all have our share of pain. But Olala takes it away in a flash. Olala is about fun, enjoying oneself, and being in the moment. You know, for me, it encapsulates what Socrates was saying. The meaning of life is about the pursuit of virtue. Basically, that's very simple. It's knowing what is good and bad, right and wrong. Ulala brings about the best in people. And people are what makes life so exciting. Because without people, there is no life, there is no joy, there is no light. And we have no time to lose. Life is so short. We owe it to ourselves to enjoy life, learn and make a difference. Well, that's my motto anyway. So for me, meeting wonderful human beings, creating and sharing special bonds and to deeply connect with them, this is what it's about. Because in the end, what matters in our relationships with others is whether there is trust. And this is what I am seeking, a special encounter. Anyway, let me just do it again. One more time. Let's see how you feel about it. Listen to this. Are you ready? Oh la la. That's so exciting. And today I have the incredible Emilia de Moldenberg on the podcast. How are you, Emilia? I'm great. How are you? I'm very good. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm excited to be here. It's a bit different from the places that you normally used to. I mean, you, you spend a lot of time in chicken shops. Yes, in chicken shops. I do spend quite a lot of my time there, which is a completely different atmosphere. You're right. Have you but- ever been in a chicken shop before? A couple of times, yeah. Well, but, have but you eaten you, there? I normally take things away, but I haven't been there for a long time. I don't remember going there for... I, I, it must have been when I first came to the UK, maybe 25, 26 really? years ago, something like that, yeah. I'd love to see you in one. <laughs> I can't imagine you in one. But actually, to be fair, chicken shops do have a very eclectic mix of different people who um, frequent them. But yeah. So why did you start going in a chicken shop? Well, Chicken Shop Date, the series, the YouTube show that I have started because I really wanted to interview musicians and I thought a date would be a really great format or a way to interview someone that wasn't just your regular way of speaking to someone. And then I always knew that I wanted it to be a comedy show. And someone said, well, then why don't you go on a date where you would never go on a date? And so chicken shop, that's how that happened. 
So you don't think you would take somebody on no. a date in a chicken shop? I don't think so. So for you, it's all about humor. Yeah, for me, it's all about humor first, comedy first, for sure, with everything I do, really. I mean, maybe people have gone. I mean, since starting the show, which was like over five years ago now, I do get the odd person say that they took their girlfriend or boyfriend on a date to a chicken shop, but it's usually as a joke. Or I'm, I'm assuming I would be quite disappointed if someone seriously took me to a chicken shop on a date. But that that's why it adds to the humor, I think, because it's not a romantic setting, but we're kind of forcing this romance in somewhere that's quite unexpected so yeah i think that's why it works so well but romance is all in the mind isn't it at the end of the day so you could have romance Fair in enough, a chicken yeah. shop it's true well actually some of the episodes there's a lot of romance and sparks are flying so yeah you're right maybe the chicken shop is actually the perfect place for a date because it's unassuming so you know there's no preconceptions of it you're not like Sometimes I feel like if you go to a really, really fancy place for, for dinner, like where you work, for right. example, maybe it's quite nerve-wracking to go there. I don't know. Or something like if it's too fancy, then you might get I mean, a have you been nervous. to nice restaurants before, Amelia? I have. I've been to your restaurant. Mm -hmm. I actually went for my parents' wedding. Oh. Yeah, they came and they met you, actually. They were so excited. Fantastic. You came over and, and you took a photo with them. Um, it was literally there, the, the best thing that's ever happened to them. They still talk about it now. But yeah, that's super fancy, I think, with amazing views. So you, you do go to nice places and nice restaurants, so you, it's not something well, that you're not familiar you know, with. I don't know. Like, my family, we always just, we always go to, like, franchise restaurants. You know, Prezzo, ZZ's. <laughs> Pizza Express, um, Wagamama. We're not very fancy. We're quite happy with that sort of middle of the road restaurant where you sort of know what you're getting. Now, nowadays, I kind of branch out into into more sort of restaurants that have been maybe that are new to London because obviously London has such an array of incredible restaurants with so many different cultures and flavours. And so I'm, I'm trying to be more, to try and take advantage of that So this is not more. something that you, you were brought up with, no, food on the table, not. for example, mm, because no. I was brought up with food on the table, yeah. with three-course meals every single day, lunch and dinner. Yes, what totally serious. Oh, breakfast, you would be uh, a bowl of um, a milk with some bread and butter and jam or Nutella really? and you dunk it I in there and you, and you eat it like that. Yeah. <laughs> ooh la la. Ooh la la. Yeah. So can you tell me, like, ooh la la, what it means in my head, it means like, oh, like, oh, like taken aback a bit by something. Yeah. Ooh la la. It's a surprise, but it, it's a surprise that's positive. It's something that can shock you. It's something that you find interesting, something that you're excited about. Do you say it a lot? I say it a lot, yes. And do, do, do French people in general, like in France, do people say it all the time? Yes. Really? And it just makes people smile. Oh, la, la. Because you know? it's so French. Like when you think of French It's like a baguette. People. Yeah, it's a baguette. An ooh, la, la, baguette. Yeah, I do love baguettes, actually, to be fair. If there was a cocovin shop, would you take them there for a date? What's that? A cocovin. It's the chicken casserole with red wine. Oh. World famous French recipe, okay. renowned around the world. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. It's like um, buff bourguignon oh, yeah, or yeah, rabbit with a mustard sauce. Rabbit with a mustard. You never had rabbit? No, I've never had rabbit. My mum makes the best really? rabbit with a mustard sauce. I just couldn't eat a rabbit. I'm not very like big on meat, like meat that tastes like meat. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I like chicken and maybe a sausage roll. I feel like chicken tonight. Yeah, literally, that's me in my head every day. I, like, I feel like chicken tonight. What, so what was it called again? The casserole? The coco vin. And do they have shops which just literally only sell that? No. Oh. I just made it up. Maybe I'm missing a trick But there. it's chicken. It's chicken. Is that the most famous chicken dish in France? 
It's a very famous French dish. I mean, it's okay. renowned the world over. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. What about chicken nuggets? Do you like chicken nuggets? In my restaurant, we make the best chicken nuggets. Really? Seriously, it's amazing. Oh, my God. I have to come to eat the chicken nuggets. Are they like big ones or small ones? They're small ones. Oh, really? The size of the thumb. Yeah. Very Seriously? good. Yeah. And is that like a starter? It's for children. Children's oh, menu. Oh, right. I love the kids' menu. <laughs> honestly, I love the kids' menu. If I Honestly, I always go to restaurants and ask for the kids' menu. And the ones that really annoy me is when they say, oh, you've got to be under 10. And I'm like, well, that's really annoying. Sometimes not, they let you off. You're not interested in um, kind of broadening your horizon with food because um, the pleasure of life is, is through our senses yeah. and, and everything we put in our mouths. You know, food, wine, for example. Wine, you know, that's just yeah. such a, a lot of pleasure. Yeah, okay. Well, see, the thing with wine is I've only just sort of got into it a bit more. I like rosé. I was drinking a lot of rosé on holiday. But I don't know. Like, I am interested in eating more of a variety of food. But to be honest, a lot of the time I just don't like it. Really? Or I just, it's just too, sometimes it's too much flavour. Like, I, I like my food quite, I like quite plain food. I feel like... But then maybe it's the way you were brought up. So yeah, in definitely. terms of developing that, yeah, definitely th- yeah. that way, you know, to understand the food. Yeah, my mum has a plaque in the kitchen that says, "I only have the kitchen because it came with the house." Oh. So yeah, maybe that's what. But then again, <laughs> I mean, you were not brought up with grime music playing no, in no. your kitchen. No, no, I wasn't. No, and wasn't. you like grime, yeah. So you can develop a liking for something you didn't know before. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm very open to it. I would love to try new delicacies for sure. Probably not like. Seafood, though, I don't know. The you don't idea like oysters? Of, no, the idea oysters of, very ulala. Yeah, very. Yeah, I, I bet it's very ulala. Yeah. I just, Once you start eating oysters and you love them, you just. I mean, I can eat thirty-six oysters, really? no problem. Yeah, what, in like one, one go, one after the other. Yeah, just for me. Yeah, just for you. Yeah, that's a lot. That seems like a lot of oysters. It's a lot of oysters, but it's so delicious, okay. and I feel so good when I eat them with a glass of champagne. Would or that some fill white you up wine. as a main meal? No, I will have a starter after and then a main course. So you have thirty-six oysters as a starter. As a, as a pre-starter. As a pre-starter. Yeah. My God. Tell me, Amelia, I've asked you to bring a quote, mm. a philosophical quote. I know. This is hard, so hard because I couldn't just think of one quote. Like, I love Finding Nemo, the film, and the right. quote, Just Keep Swimming, is so great that Dory's doing Just Keep Swimming. Just Keep Swimming. From Nemo. <laughs> From Very Nemo. good. That's probably not my quote because I don't really want to like be known for just finding Nemo quotes. Um, it is what it is, which is another good quote from Love Island. There's just so it many quotes. It is what it is. <laughs> when I was 16, 1996, 1998, this is when rap started. Yeah. You know, you had all this group, you know, that Run DMC, yeah. you know, uh, uh, NWA and all that. And we had this kid. His name was Jean-Christophe Caminade. He was at school and he loved rap. And he, yeah. was, he kept telling us, this is the music of the future. And I never believed him. Mm-hmm. And at the time when he came out, I did not like it. Mm-hmm. And now I love rap. Do you? Yeah, I love the old school rap, you know, like B.I.G., Snoop Well, you've Dog, got Snoop Dogg on your T-shirt right now. Tupac. And I, I love that. But at the time, I did not like it. But you were born into it. Mm. But not so much because your what what music did your parents listen to when? So my parents listened to like sixties and seventies music, and to be fair, they probably they only really listened to that kind of music from that era, like Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, Van Morrison, Fleetwood Mac, Motown, that kind of music. And so that was what I was listening to when I was growing up in the car and stuff like that. But then I was I am still into pop music like a, a lot, and I was. Totally into pop music when I was growing up. S Club 7, McFly, Mm -hmm. Busted. That was who I was into. And then I started going to this youth club after school. And at the youth club, we made a magazine. 
and everyone there was so into rap, UK rap and grime. And I really wanted to get in on the conversation and have something to talk about with everyone. So that's when I first started listening to rap and grime. Did you like it straight away? I like the energy. I lo- I still love the energy. I love the music now so much. I'm a, I'm a I'm a super fan now. My son, he's ten years old, and he loves Stormzy. Really? He yeah. loves Stormzy. I love Stormzy too. And, he was in and, my dream last night. That's actually so weird. Stormzy was in my dream last night. What did you dream about? I can't remember exactly. I know that he was there. I think that we were like on the way to a party, and then he came to meet us. And then my mum, my mum was asking for a photo and I was like, mum, it's so embarrassing. Can you please not? And yeah, that was the dream. But it's also probably could definitely be a reality. And my mum is super into um, grime now. Is she? Because of me. Well, anyway, my mum and my dad are really interested in what I'm doing. It's very sweet. They're really supportive. And so whenever I'm interviewing someone, they'll always do like their own research into them. Oh, lovely. And send me stuff. Tell me, you're very different from what I imagine you to be. You're very talkative. Oh, yeah. And I thought you were going to do me the silence treatment, oh, you know, really? like, like you do in your yeah. chicken shop date. My sister said, are you going to go on as yourself? Are you going to go on in character? And I was like, well, it would be a bit like tedious if I went on in character on a podcast because you can't see my facial expressions. And you, if I'm just if I'm awkward, then it just is silence. It doesn't really work as much. But yeah, so I'm, I'm myself today. So um, <laughs> when you're yourself, you don't do these silences? Well, sometimes I do. To be fair, my character on Chicken Shop Day isn't like a totally different person. It's just like an exaggerated version of, of myself. So I highlight my awkwardness. I highlight my exaggerate parts of my personality that already existed for comic effect. I read somewhere that when it comes to dating and love, you think that you're the one that's always left behind. That's the last one to be chosen. Yeah. That can't be. Why is that? I guess in my friendship group, I was like the last I would like never had a boyfriend through school, at university, and I don't know. I feel like I was quite. Guarded. But was it that you were not interested? No, I don't know. I just feel like I had maybe I was picky. I think a lot of girls and guys can be picky for like a long time. So did people ask you out and you said no? Or too fair, actually, no, no one asked me out. <laughs> so um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe I smelt bad. I don't know. I don't know. I think that you have to be open. There are so many friends I still have that, you know, haven't been in a serious relationship. And it's like, I think that you have to be open towards it. Like you have to be... be you have to want it. Yeah, you have to want it. Because so many people think they want it and they like go on about like, oh, I've never had a boyfriend or I've never had a girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. But it's actually like when the opportunities arise, you find something, some way to shut it down. What do you think it was? I think I just didn't meet the right person. I don't think I met someone that like I connected with. Really? Yeah, I think that's what it was. And I don't know. I, but also I, you're very smart. Uh, you, you strike me as somebody very, very, very fast, very sharp, very witty. Yeah. yeah, I think I also had trouble maybe with boys because I'd always be very like sharp back to them. But you have to be like that. You know, boys, when they're teenagers and growing up, you know, they're ruthless. You have to have some kind of inner sarcasm to defend yourself. So you think you were more <laughs> mature than the boys uh, uh, of your own age? Yeah, definitely. I think all girls are more mature than boys are only when they're growing up, <laughs> to be fair. Um, oh, la, la, that's quite a statement. <laughs> when you're younger, I think girls... I think girls mature more than boys do. What about now? I don't know. I think it's like when you get into your mid-twenties, you're on more of an even playing field mm-hmm. with guys. Yeah, I think also I've been very... I've always been very ambitious, like always trying to do more and more in terms of like my career. Like from when I was a really young age, I was always involved in all the kind of things that I could be that could I thought could further myself. So to be fair, if I had a boyfriend back then, I don't know whether I'd be like doing yeah, because as at the much time, as I'm doing now. At the time, it was either your study or the YouTube channel. Yeah, so I was just focusing everything on... 
doing my YouTube channel and and doing other internships and doing other writing work and stuff like that was my main focus. You know what I was very impressed with is your Shakespeare thing that you did oh, to yeah. bring Shakespeare to the masses. Because, <laughs> because there I thought that you were, you were a writer, you're a director, you're a producer, yeah. you're also acting in, yeah. in your, your own production. And I thought that was very witty. One of them, for example, when uh, Juliet deleted her Instagram account. Yeah. I just think this is so smart. This is mm. just completely bonkers, but mm. so smart. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was a really cool project I did with Pop Chips, actually. This one of the, um, like a chip crisp brand. But yeah, that was a really amazing to get to ask to do that. You know, I love having a brief. I'm, I am a person that kind of struggles with someone going, do whatever you want, come up with something creative. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I like having some kind of, you know, starting point. So they came and said, can you reinvent Shakespeare plays to a modern day audience and so yeah the idea of Juliet not dying but just having deleted her Instagram instead seemed to me the <laughs> a social media death is basically for some people an actual death now <laughs> so so yeah but you know people who are as creative as you, you know when you think of artists for example you know some of them are going to be very very I was going to say promiscuous but it's not the, the, the word I want to use yeah. but you know they're very it's very easy for them to find people and to have a relationship mm. or others maybe are just a bit more yeah. guarded, you guarded know, yeah. and, and they don't really want to open up too much so you're kind of falling in the second category yeah you know what's interesting me and my mum went to see the Leonard Cohen documentary about him and his long-term partner Marianne and he was totally like so promiscuous as a an artist he totally embodied the art like the artist the first kind of description that you said that somebody with a wandering eye somebody that can never like hold down a serious relationship because they're you know they're a free spirit and they they need to like you know go go wherever they the, their inspiration takes them and they're so hard to pin down and I think that's also the kind of man unfortunately that so many women become obsessed with this like idea of this artist that like they can never have so they want them so much and I just feel like no it annoys me that I don't know. Really? Yeah, I think it's quite selfish sometimes. I feel like sometimes people who are so free-spirited with the way that they they go into things or that they love or they... I don't know, in my head, there's always somebody... You want this exclusivity and that well, sense of honesty. Well, there's always somebody who's going who's gonna to miss out, really, in the relationship, I, I feel like. And that's what I got from the documentary too and other things that I've seen talking about talking about those kind of things is there's always going to be someone who's wanting more and maybe it's In just... love stories, always somebody get hurt. Yeah, exactly. So And it's always the person who doesn't know. Yeah, true. So exactly that. So maybe it's not a selfishness, but maybe it's just a kind of sometimes I think that people can be maybe not understanding of someone else. They're like, I'm doing my, I'm speaking my truth. I'm doing everything I want to do. Fair enough, but then, you know, you are also probably going to be mm-hmm. hurting someone else at the same time. Have you ever been in love? Yes. How many times? One time. One time? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. This podcast is brought to you in association with Expedia. Life for me is all about experiences, meeting people, discovering new places and finding beautiful connections. That's why I've partnered with Expedia for this podcast. The Expedia app puts the world at your fingertips and offers great deals on your next trip. What's best, you can book your accommodation, flights and activities all in one place. Oh la la. 
Listen, I wanted to ask you um, a question. I hope you, you don't mind because you, you obviously know music mm-hmm. and you know all the grime and the rap artists. Yeah. I've, I've done a couple of tracks. Uh, <laughs> one of them was with Exoman. You know Exoman? <laughs> no. He's a, he's a rap artist from the okay, UK. Um, and it was a collaboration between him and Mark King. And the other one is one that I recorded myself oh, wow. uh, in a studio. So it's called Take It. Okay. Um, I recorded it with my partner, Fruitcake. So um, have a listen. Tell me what you think. I will. I don't need to make no movie. I have a close-up and intimate record of our love making. Deep in my mind. I play private screenings on demand. I'm addicted to the one part where your face appears. You're there beneath me. Close. Very close. Just half an inch close. Your eyes are wide open one moment and shut the next. You're breathing and groaning in the same breath. You're breathing gently, right in my face. I can't stop to look at you. I don't want to miss a thing. What do you think? You like so what, it? What's going on? Well, you know, I, I, I like to write poetry and um, I have the, the chance to, 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 to know artists and musicians. And I just went into the studio and I wanted to put into music, into words at that, that, that moment. It's very and, sexual. Yeah. And okay. what I wanted to do is I wanted to have a, a Drake beat. I wanted to have that uh, beat of a Serge Gainsbourg, you know, with Je t'aime moi non plus. Yeah. And um, the piano of the Cold Concert by Keith Jarrett. That's what I wanted to do. And I think I've achieved that. But I, I don't think it will ever be a number one because it's just missing something. Yeah, I can't actually tell if you're being serious or not. I'm very serious. You're very serious. Okay, so I'm going to tell you seriously that I don't know if it will be a number one either. No, it won't be a number one. No. I know that for sure. Yeah. You're going to put it out? You're going to release it? Oh, it's already on SoundCloud. It's already on SoundCloud? Yeah. How many listens has it got? I don't know. Four or five. What's your rap name? It's Fred Sirius. I don't have a rap name. Oh. Should I have a rap name? I think maybe. Yeah. I mean, you could still push it. You could push it out there. See what happens. You could do a music video. I think if you did a music video for it, then it could become viral. But it misses something. I think that um, it's very one-dimensional. You know, the the, the music, mm-hmm. uh, the voice, it needs a chorus, it needs an earworm somewhere, it needs, it needs something else. It needs something that's going to take it to another level, I think. Okay. You're not going to ask me to do any, are you? Well, you know a lot of people. You could maybe... Point me in the right direction. Okay, I'll I'll um I'll come back to you on that. You know my dream. Yeah, is to do a, a track with Damien Marley. Really? Yeah, I want to do um, a reggae track. Do you? Yeah. Do you really love reggae? Yeah. Tell me, um, one thing that I really found very interesting that you did is the Meet the Markles. Oh yeah. What did you think about this? I love all that. these people when you meet when you yeah. met them. I love I love that. That was the fir- that's the first and only documentary I've done for Channel 4 and it was just such an amazing experience to go to America. How did it come about? Why you? Why did it pick you? I don't know because, well, I'd been like sort of on Channel 4's radar for a while, I think. I'd gone to meetings previously with different commissioners trying to pitch Chicken Shop Date but they never really seemed to bite on it. So I think they sort of, I was in there sort of... You were in a mix. I was in the mix. And then um, one of the commissioners who's now left called Don Bird, I think he was just 
quite he was a fan of what I was doing and and wanted they wanted to do something for the royal wedding but they, why did they do this documentary about Meet the Markles? I mean, when William and Kate got married, did they do a documentary about yeah, they did. Meet the Middleton? Did yeah, they? Yeah, they did. It was okay. called Meet the Middletons, and it was completely different, though. It didn't have a host. It was a voiceover. Right. And it was actually made by the same production company, and the um, production company therefore pitched, why don't we do Meet the Markles instead? But I think they wanted to you know, update it and have a bit of a like a, a twist and I think I added that twist that sort of mockumentary style to it because one of the plot lines of the documentary was that I was trying to get an invite to the wedding and that was kind of like the com did you get one no I didn't spoiler alert I didn't get an invite to the wedding but um that was kind of the comedy device that we sort of were using for to give me a reason as to why I was there did you do a lot of research yourself personally before you yeah, went yeah so I was really involved in the pre-production which was amazing to be sitting in on the the meetings with the production team um, but then they had some amazing researchers and the director and producers and they sort of set up all the contributors um, but yeah we were out there for about two weeks and we were filming every day and it was I'd be interviewing like three people a every day and it was probably like the most intense filming that I've done but it was so rewarding and to be able to like have a screening with my friends when it was coming out on Channel 4 and like to have something on TV it was so cool well, and you, you went to Ferry Road there and uh, yeah wow yeah it was just so cool because I've obviously that's what I've wanted to do for, for so long and was it like a dream come true for you yeah it really was but it's weird because since then I haven't had anything else on television well, I was on a show on ITV2 called Don't Hate the Players, but that was completely different. It was like a like a game show. But I would I kind of thought, it's my own naivety about the TV industry that, you know, I got this one documentary, so therefore I'm going to get loads more. It's going to like... You've got to keep swimming. It's, it's going to happen. Exactly, so you have to keep swimming. Exactly, like Nemo. Or like Doria said, yeah, you've you got to keep swimming because things just don't happen like that. You know, it's just the TV industry, obviously, as you know, is just so... I don't even know. It's very it's here slow. one day and it's yeah. not there the next. Exactly. But but tell me what one thing. The reason also why I wanted to ask you about uh, Meet the Markles is uh, Meghan Markle. You know, I mean, she's getting su such bad publicity in yeah. the press. Why do you think that is? Because the press is racist. <laughs> because she's black. <laughs> yeah, I think that's got a lot to do with it. Yeah, like the press, like there's a lot of, you know bigoted people who are writing articles about her it's thinly veiled racism about her it's not even thinly veiled sometimes it's like literally very blatantly obvious do you think it's harder being a woman and being in the public eye than being a man i think so yeah i think you can just see with with the facts and the figures that you know women are disproportionately represented they're underpaid in in many sort of walks of life not just in the tv industry but like in general in all industries I find like online as well as a female host you are like critiqued to a a much higher level than a man all of that we've got to change that because I've got a daughter she's 15 yeah but it's not just by men who are doing it it's women as well like it's women are also like some of the biggest trolls on the internet too so then what chances do we have to change that then people need to be nicer to each other you know, with all this talk about reality TV, mm -hmm. you know, people leaving reality TV shows and their mental health. And it's like a really big conversation. It's a really important conversation. Um, and often it's spoken about the producer's responsibility and the TV channel's responsibility. But I also think there needs to be a conversation about the public's responsibility, not to be so harsh on 
contestants. But then again, you know, I mean, you know, part of our history is God gives us free will. Yeah. I mean, whether you are Christian or not, I mean, in most religion, that, that's what it is. You are responsible for your choices, for your actions. Yeah. So what about that then? Well, yeah, fair enough. But then you don't be... I'm playing devil's advocate here. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I know, exactly. But like, you also just don't be an idiot. <laughs> don't be nasty. Like, you can say say what you... I understand the whole like concept of saying, being allowed to say what you want. But sometimes you shouldn't be allowed to because what you're going to say is is um, disrespectful or um, harm someone else. So, yeah, I think you have to be... You have to have a filter sometimes. Right. For sure. I think that whole idea of having no filter or being allowed to say whatever you want all the time is, is a dangerous concept. Like, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. But it's education. Yeah, education. Isn't it? It's is something that sure. you start from a very young age. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, there should be so many different things that we're taught in school. Like, whether that's... History, like, for example, what we're talking about with race, like if we were taught in school about, you know, colonialism, imperialism, um, those kind of things, rather than just World War Two, then I think that people would have a way greater understanding of race relations um, and why things are the way they are. And then also, yes, social media. I don't even know what people are taught in school now in terms of like social mm-hmm. media and like whether that's you probably have a better idea if you've got children. But, yeah, there are so many things that. I always think about that, like, oh, if I could, like, change the national curriculum, what you would put on. I think that so many people would have something to say about that. Yeah, maybe you don't want to have too many people having a say about it. Otherwise, you'd never it's make true. a decision. You'd never, you never. They have those schools now, though, don't they? Like free schools where you can, where they people set their own curriculum. Mm-hmm. But then I guess there's issues with that, too. So tell me, Emily, I mean, we're talking about this is all oh la This is the podcast of love, <laughs> life and philosophy, uh, yeah, you know, and that, good times. Yeah. What? What is Olala for you in your life? So, do you have Olala moments? Mm, Where you go now? Now you know what it means, and you go Olala. I love my new flat. I love it. And oh, really? I, when I'm in there, I feel like I'm like Olala. Do you? <laughs> because it's just I think because I didn't enjoy my last flat. And I think when you're somewhere where you don't enjoy living, it really is a burden on you. I'd come home and it'd be so loud. I lived on a main road and it would be messy. And do you uh, rent or did you buy? I was renting. I haven't bought a house. I was just renting with my friends. And now that I live somewhere that I love, it's so nice to come home and to be quiet and clean. And and we've got a little garden. It's not very big, but it's something. And I do you like to barbecue stuff? We haven't yet, but we will. You haven't got a barbecue? No, we haven't. You've got to buy a barbecue. I know. We've got to buy a barbecue. We're going to do that. Oh my god! Yeah. This is really ulala. Barbecue beers. Chicken? Yeah, chicken. Chicken on the barbecue is delicious. Chicken skewers. Um, I love that. But yeah, I think, yeah, when I'm in my new flat, I'm like, ooh la la. And I just <laughs> love it. I was there this morning being like, ooh, just lounging around, waiting to come. You know that see. you say that you don't like uh, seafood? Yeah. You could do some scallops, just just, just barbecued very, very quickly, you know, on, on, on both sides. Or you could do some very nice, uh, some big prawns or some gambas. So you basically grill them on the barbecue. You get them out, put them on the on a tray. Then you put a very large amount, you know, generous of salt, big rock salt. And then after you splash them with some olive oil like that. Really? Oh, and then you just open them up and you eat them and you dip them in the salt and you dip them in the olive oil and you just eat them. And you've just got some everywhere on your fingers. Wow. It's, oh... That's People say that I look like a prawn. And Why? if I was an animal, I'd be a prawn. Why? I don't know. But yeah. Like a prawn. Like a, a grey prawn or a pink prawn? A or pink prawn, probably. A gambas? 
Yeah, what's a gambas? Is that like a big It's a prawn? bigger prawn. Or maybe you'd be a langoustine. Yeah, maybe. Langoustines are very nice. You ever langoustine before? No, I don't eat seafood. I said I You don't. have to try. I know, but I just don't like the smell. I don't really know. Really? I feel like people listening are going to be like, you're so annoying. But No, you're um, not annoying, but I think that, you know... It is what it you is. Were <laughs> you were listening to 60s and 70s music as you grew up, and now you're listening to grime. Yeah. And it's the same. You were maybe having, uh, I don't know, chicken when you were a young girl and now you still have chicken yeah, you true. just need to broaden up broaden my horizons yeah so like when you're doing first dates right you know when you say these amazing like pearls of wisdom do they just come to your head yeah like that wow because what happened is that you, you meet somebody for example you meet a couple and something happens on their date and it just makes you think about situations about something that you've read or or, or something that 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 is important mm. and you just put it into words and you just say it yeah It's funny watching, like, comparing first dates to chicken shop date because I feel like, I don't know, I watch first dates because I love watching people get on, but it's also entertaining watching people who don't get on. And I feel like with chicken shop date, I find that as well. It's like sometimes when I'm editing, we're getting on. And then sometimes in other episodes, we don't get on at all. But, like, people will still find both entertaining in some way. There was one episode I was watching where you were interviewing this guy, I don't remember his name now, and he was saying that he wouldn't want to see uh, his partner having a poo in oh, front yeah. of him. Yeah. And then uh, he said that if she, and then you said, but what about if she was ill or something yeah. and you had to help her out? He said, well, I did her as much as I could. He said, what do you mean? And he said, well, I help her fully. And then you <laughs> said to him, get a grip. Yeah. <laughs> get a grip. Because he was like, what was, he was saying he'd only go in if he was blindfolded. I said, you got to get a grip. No, he does. Yeah. But these people <laughs> preconceive ideas. And this is what you see on first date. People come in and they say, well, I'm looking for that type of guy, that type of girl. Mm. And they've got a list as long as the harm about what they are looking for. But life is not like that. The perfect person, the perfect relationship, the perfect yeah. partner is not going to fall on your lap. It exactly. won't happen. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's about it's, as we said before, it's like about being open to finding someone um, being ready yourself. How many marriages have you had yet from um, first dates? Look, I can't tell you because we don't count. You know, we uh, don't. We there's don't so keep, many. We don't keep. No, there, there are a lot, but we don't keep scores. You know, so we don't have any percentages about mm. what happened after. Okay. What we're here for is to put people together yeah. and capture the moment that love is born. I love it. <laughs> and how do you find the rappers? It's just people I've been listening to their music or um, and think they're going to go somewhere. Like a lot of the times the people that I choose to come on the show are people who are like new, new artists who I think will have potential. And I've been quite lucky so far. A lot of the people that I got on in the early stage of their career are like really big now, like AJ Tracy and Ed Santan Dave and people like that. So they're doing so, so well. But yeah, all people now, obviously I get the fans asking for people and I'm trying my best to get you know get the bigger artists on but it's so hard some people i've been trying to get to date me for like four to date years. you <laughs> yeah literally to date me for like four years uh, but i'm not going to give up just keep swimming you've got to keep swimming yeah that's what i feel with that with, that's how chicken shop date started is just because you know perseverance and just i literally started nobody knew who i was like there's no reason why anyone would want to come on the show like literally not hadn't done anything so it's just about people first of all perseverance and then also appreciation of the people who take risks on you i think that's how you go forward is like someone you know believing in you and saying well she's not done much but i think it's a good idea so i'm going to do it that's good why don't you take on america i want to that's the next there must step be lots of artists are you is this what you're working on are yeah, you yeah yeah i'd love to do that that's that's something in the pipeline at the moment is to go to new york and to 
to do it there because there's such an amazing array, obviously, like the homeland of hip hop. So I don't think that'd be fun because, I mean, you're, you're an English girl. You go there with your British yeah. accent, you know, mm-hmm. your blonde hair. Yeah. They're going to love you there. Yeah, they love me or they won't understand me. I don't know. People are always like, oh, Americans don't understand sarcasm and the British awkwardness. But I, I think that they'll... It'll be fine. What about French rappers? Yeah, it's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. French French rap's huge, isn't it? It's big. Yeah, I've I've seen a few videos of like with millions and millions of views. If I did a French series, where would I go to eat? Are there chicken shops in well, Paris? You would, well, uh, what would be the equivalent? I mean, um, where would you go? I mean, you could go and have um, a jambon beurre, which what? is a ham and cheese baguette. Okay. <laughs> Okay, cool. You could do that, or you could have some oysters. Oh my goodness, no! I don't maybe, know if these guys would like the oysters, but, but you could try. Maybe that is actually quite a good idea. You know, with the oysters, or oyster could, shop date. Or you could have snails. Oh my no! Yeah, you could have a date and have some snails or some frog legs. Oh my goodness! That's a challenge it's for you. Re- it's gone really from zero to hundred with the from from chicken nuggets to snails. Yeah. And langoustines. I have to have a think about that. Well, Amelia, it was a real pleasure to talk to you. I really enjoyed our conversation. Oh, same. It's been so great to come and speak to you. Honestly, it's been great. Thank you very much. Look, I wish you all the best. And when you get to America or if you get to Paris, give me a call and uh, I'll bring the snails myself. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to that. All right. A bientôt. A bientôt. <laughs> oh la la. Oh la la. the podcast was brought to you in association with Expedia. There is nothing better than enjoying a much-needed holiday. Whether you're booking something last minute or planning in advance, Expedia provides great value deals for all elements of your trip. Also, if you download the Expedia app, you get double reward points when you book.